Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host, Martin. I got a fantastic question for a member today. And, you know, over the last decade of working for BetfairTradingCommunity.com, I feel like in the training I've given you guys, we've we've covered pretty much everything. But this guy picks up one one strategy. It's to do with strategies, by the way. This guy has picked up on one thing that I haven't really spoken that much about. And it's actually quite an important topic. Um, But I don't think it's one that comes to mind very often. So that's probably why I haven't done a podcast on this before. But we're going to talk about when should you give up on a strategy? So I was asked this the other day. You know, Martin, when do you give up on a strategy? Uh, I've been doing well, strategy went well, and then suddenly it's fallen off a cliff. Now, I'm going to answer this today, and we're going to look at this in depth, because I think this is a really important question to ask. There's a couple of things I'll start with. When you start your strategy and you test your strategy, you're putting effort and energy into that strategy. So... I think it's difficult for people in two ways. Firstly, some people will find it difficult to cut bait with a strategy because of the energy they put in. Oh, I've already invested so much, it feels like a waste to, to cut it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on and see if I can turn it around. The other reaction different types of personalities will have when this happens to them is, I'm just going to cut bait. I'm not going to waste any more energy. Um, I'm just going to give up on this strategy because it's not been working recently and I haven't got time to you know, waste on a strategy that isn't working. People get quite upset about strategies. People, It's funny because we talk a lot about removing emotion from trading and I feel like a lot of the time people actually attach emotion to their strategies that they create. And people get angry. I've seen people get angry because their strategy doesn't work. And it's like, okay, that's normal. Most strategies don't work. It's about finding the ones that do. And then when you do, that's when you'll be able to make your own income. But what's interesting here is that to answer the question simply when to give up on a strategy, there is no simple answer. This is one of those questions that's a how long is a piece of string question. And thus I need to answer it properly because I think what a lot of people do is they start a strategy and it doesn't start brilliantly so they get rid of it just I haven't got time to test it you know it's five points down this month first month of testing obviously it's a waste of time really how many results did you have I've got about 30 results okay so I'm going to share you some share you. I'm going to share something with you right now that's that's important. I was speaking to a data analyst the other day, and I asked him, you know, in your company, in your in your work you've done, you're obviously analysing lots of data points. How many data points would you take? So in our case, in our industry, it's going to be how many results? How many? You know, let's say it's football. How many football results? How many horse racing results? But how many would you need to say that the data is significant? To say that this is almost certainly not chance. Your strategy is a good one. And he said 2,000. 2,000 results. 
that's a lot of results, right? You know, there's strategies out there that will give you a selection a day average, and it would take you six and a half years to get 2,000 results. But what interests me most about this is that the point is, when you're looking at it in terms of 2,000 will tell you one way or the other, and you've got 30 results and you've decided this strategy doesn't work, then actually you don't have a clue whether this strategy is any good or not because you haven't tested it long enough. So this is where people get stuck because let's say a strategy isn't working and they just bin it. They try something else. As soon as that hits a rough patch, what are you going to do? You're going to bin it again. And you're going to go around this cycle because no strategy is going to make money in a straight line that goes up on the graph that just says, all I do is make money all the time. That's not how it works. And the reason that's not how it works is that's not how the betting industry works. You will have ups and downs. You will have peaks and troughs. But the important thing is that you make money over time. Too many people lose sight of that. And they end up giving up on a strategy that could be really good. The amount of times I've seen someone give up on a strategy just a few selections in blows my mind. Because you don't know how good your strategy is at that point. You also don't know if you're going to find anything in the data. So how do we combat this problem? right? Because it is a problem. How do we combat this problem? So let's talk first about the horse racing. The horse racing software is that this the problem will be combated automatically because you can create a strategy on the horse racing software and just leave it there and it will collect data day after day after day for you. You don't have to do anything, right? Just leave it in your list. Come back in a couple of months and see how it's performed. See how many selections there were. You can forward test these things so beautifully. It's like, mwah, you know, fantastimo. But the thing is, you have to do it. You have to create that strategy and then let it test. So I feel like in horse racing, it's going to be easy for people to just go, okay, I've created it. Let's see how it gets on. And that's why we've seen so many good strategies shed. That's why we've seen so many people making lots of money on the horse racing software. Because the fact is, it's easy enough to do. Now, with the backtesting, we've got backtesting on the horse racing software. So we can get 2,000 data points. The problem with that is, when you backtest, a lot of people, and I'm noticing a lot of people are just absolutely cherry picking the best things about the strategy. Oh, well, you know, if you do a horse, if you if you back a horse at, you know, 305, it's going to do really well compared to 306. That's kind of a bit of an extreme example. But, but do you understand what I mean? What I'm saying is that people are almost over filtering strategies to the nth degree, removing all the variance from its history. And then going, wow, look at the profit. And then, of course, once they start to forward test, variance will come in because it naturally will. And suddenly you'll go, well, I don't understand because this course was really profitable before. And it's like, yeah, but you've just got rid of all the courses that weren't profitable, which could have just been variance. And that's the key. If, if you, unless you've got, and this is the point, right? 
you need those 2,000 data points. So maybe you've got 2,000 data points from a certain course. But the point is, the reason I test data, a big data set, and I'll say, and people say to me, well, mine, that's, that's a lot of data you're testing there, or don't you want to filter your matches? I'm like, no. Because I want to see how this performs in its raw state. You know, I remember when uh, when we first had people backfitting and creating horse racing softwares and then wondering why as soon as they started testing them forward, they didn't do well. I looked at the strategies and nearly all of them had removed lots of courses, all these different things where you think that could just be variance, right? This isn't to do with your strategy, which might be laying the beaten favourite. What you need is a second filter that's a basic filter that removes all the horse filtering and stuff like that. And you can compare the two and forward test them so that you've got the base filter. One of the things I've always said is if you can have a filter that makes money without having to do all these adjustments on courses and, and things like this, then you're probably onto something. That will be a good filter that's worth testing as you move forward. So the horse racing takes care of itself in a lot of ways. And you don't really have to give up on a strategy in the horse racing software because you can see the results over time. Now, let's say you forward tested for six months and you've got hundreds if not thousands of results and it's not made money, that is probably the point where I would go, I don't think the strategy is for me. So what you've got to look at is, with the natural order of variance, you could easily go two or three months without making any money, even on a good strategy, right? I know some of you aren't going to want to hear that, I. But the reality is that the months that are doing well what you tend to find is that they do really well. And you're happy to kind of go a couple of months without making money because you made so much money in the previous months. But you've got to forward test this. You've got to see how it continues to perform and find out, well, did I create a good strategy or did I actually just over kind of filter it and, and just cherry pick all the best things and therefore all I've essentially done is take variance away from history I've removed the history of variance, but of course I can't remove it from the future results because it's impossible to know where the variance is going to come from. So therefore my future trading does not do as well as the back testing. Because I'll tell you now, it's almost certain that when, if you create a strategy that way and then forward test it, the forward testing will not be as positive as the back testing. And I think people will find that. And I'd be interested what you guys have found when you've been doing your horse strategies. But the point is the horse racing software is fantastic for being able to set up a strategy and just let it run and see the results coming in week after week. And that's your forward testing. Your forward testing began the day you did your last tweak on your strategy, the day you created it, and then you can forward test and see how you get on. So like I say, if it gets six months and I haven't made any money, yeah, I, that probably would be the point I'd give up on a strategy myself. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with tweaking at that point either and then looking at the future results again. 
But do you notice I didn't just say, well, if it's had a bad month, get rid of it. I said six months, okay? Six months without making any money. Because reality is, you know, let's say you go from January to July. Are you really going to want to go six months without making money on a strategy? Even if that strategy then starts doing well again, you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. Now, here's another point. When you're looking at whether to give up a strategy, look at the historical results of it. Has this happened before? Has this kind of dip that you're experiencing now happened before? Is this something that it's recovered from before or not? Because if it is, then it's not a major concern. However, if it's never happened before and you're way past your max drawdown from before, then actually you're going to have to look at it and go, I need to have a serious think about whether to carry on with the strategy or not. And that's pretty much the horses wrapped up. So let's move on to football. And football's more interesting because we don't have the back testing for football. So in a way, you're just forward testing, which the thing is, the way it's so easy to create filters, it's so easy to create strategies in the football software. I kind of like the fact that manually I forward test. I like it because I see the exact odds I'm going to get. I record them each day. The software picks up the odds, so I don't actually even need to look on Betfair. And actually, it's very easy to do. You know, you just, let's say it's set and forget, and you're going for over 2.5 goals. Well, you put the odds in the filter, and then it will tell you the odds. All you need to do each day, download the results, put them in a spreadsheet, and then see how the match is finished and then see whether you won or lost and you know just add the profit and loss up. I've been doing that for a couple of years now and it's worked really well, especially on the set and forget strategies where it's a bit easier. Trading strategies are more difficult because you're doing it in play. You kind of need to note down the odds and stuff that you get. But again, when the football backtesting comes in, that's not going to be an issue. But one of the things I've noticed is that people do give up on a football strategy very easily. You know, I've seen people and um, a few results, like a handful of results sometimes. People go, oh, no, this isn't going to work, is it? This one isn't for me. Oh, no, look at that. It's not good. So football trading is great on Betfair, right? We know that, and we love doing it. But we've got to be careful not to give up on things too early. Now, if you watch my videos on the laying the away team that I did recently, you'll see I've actually got a data sheet where I record every selection. And even though I've tweaked the filter and I've got different filters for it, I still keep that base filter and test it. And then when and I, every 500 results, I'll review it. But I'll always have that original data. Even when I review it and change some things, the original filter will still stand unchanged. Okay? You want that base data to look at when you're making tweaks. When do you get rid of a football strategy? Well, it's going to be the same sort of story as the horse racing. You know, if six months have gone by and I haven't made any money, then I'm out. But if six months have gone by and I have made money, well... I might have had two or three months where I didn't make money or it was slow, but I'd be crazy to just give up on it. 
I mean, let, let's take this away from trading and kind of try and put this into a mindset that will make sense to people who don't trade. What about if you bought a house? If you bought a house in any time in the last what, 30 years, your house is going to be worth significantly more now than it was then, until recently, when house prices dropped a bit. Now, are you going to sit there and go, oh no, my house price dropped, I need to pull out? No. Because we all know what's going to happen. Economy recovers eventually, house prices go back up eventually, and your house will be worth more money in a few years than it is now. Sometimes it happens significantly. You know, houses that people have bought for 50k and in 95 now sell for around 300. I mean, that's a massive, massive return on your investment, way above inflation. But the thing is, it's amazing to me just how much people do this in trading, where it's like as soon as something goes wrong, no, pull out, end it, finish, get rid. And sometimes I message me, I said, what happened to your strategy? Oh, I had a bad couple of months. Okay. So what happened to the strategy? Oh, I just deleted it. He deleted, what, everything? Yeah, deleted all the data. I deleted the filter. I mean, wow, that's a lot of work gone. And also, something that you might have made money from, but you'll never know now. Um, so don't just throw away your strategy easily. I, I feel like that's the message I kind of want to give today. Like I say, if a few months have gone by and you haven't made any money, then... I get it because you've only got a set amount of time in your life. We all have. And we don't waste our time on strategies that don't work. But there may be something in the data. And that's what can be fascinating to me. When you look at the data and you go, wow, look, okay, this didn't work for over 1.5, but look how well it did for over 2.5. Or this didn't work for first half goal, but look how many late goals there were. I'd have made a killing if I backed a late goal. These are the things that will separate you as a Betfair trader from the general masses of gamblers on Betfair who don't have a clue. You know, and just think about your friends you've had. You say, oh, I'm going in, I'm going to place a bet on a horse because I like the colour or I like the name. They're the people that would give up on a strategy pretty quickly. Don't be one of them. Make sure that when you give up on a strategy, it's because you're sure. Because one thing you don't want to do is lose all your information, lose your strategy, and then come back in a few years time and go, oh, I, wish I, I wish I carried on with that. I actually think it was all right. I wish I carried on and I wish I'd done that strategy longer because it could have been profitable, but I never really gave it a chance. Okay, guys, so that's my opinion on when to give up on a strategy. So when you have one or two bad months, don't let it knock you. Analyze it, see what's going on, but don't let it shake your confidence. Because the reality is that happens even in the great strategies. All right, guys, hope you have a great week. And most importantly, hope you make some money trading on Betfair.